On today's episode of the Outfielder Podcast, we are celebrating 100 episodes of the show. We are very excited to talk a little bit about the history of the show and where we've been and where we're headed in the coming season. Speaking of the coming season, the Astros cheating scandal. We'll update you guys. We'll talk about rule changes here for the coming season. We'll talk about excitement for the new ballpark. And we're also going to talk a little bit about spring training. So stay tuned with us. It's going to be a blast of a show. I also want to let you guys know the show today is sponsored by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. There you will browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and get started listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM to get started now. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 100, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. Don't sleep on Minnesota. Baseball, Ben, what's going on, man? Hello, and welcome to episode 100. How you doing? Doing well, man. I love that I have that randomized now, so I don't even know what you're going to no. say. And you know who definitely isn't going to sleep on Minnesota? Let's look over and see who's who's never sleeping on flyover states. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. What's going on, Sam? How you doing, man? Pretty well, Ben. I, I got to ask, do you think Minnesota's a flyover state? I feel like it's a fringe flyover state. So, yeah, as the words were coming out of my mouth, it seemed like it seemed like an okay joke. I think that more your Nebraska, Missouri. The square think, ones. Yeah, the square ones. Exactly. They're all kind of shaped. <laughs> yeah, Utah. No, I, I think you're right to say it's it's uh, it's fringe or my favorite Sam word that I've started working into conversations. It's flyover tangential. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. If we've learned anything about spreading like different types of sayings and whatnot through this show, it's that it works really well. Like Sam got hooked on saying the word tight for like a good six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I own like that. In the wild. Yeah, like not not just <laughs> yeah. and like I definitely taken tangential into my like everyday vocabulary just because it kind of works. Tight lived a good life and we brought it back and it it was bad. Boy did it, it die. It, it lived a good life 20 years ago. Yeah, no, it was a I, good I campaign. I use it just solely ironically now. That is all. Right. So is there, have, do you have anything in mind that you want to bring into the conversation as we come into the new baseball season? Word-wise? Yeah. I think Buckwheat gets, it doesn't get a fair shake. Bush League. Bush League. Bush League works. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I think this might be a good uh, Twitter suggestion to throw out there at yeah. Sensibly Loud and uh, try and get some, some good jargon going. I think that's a great plan. I'll put that out there later tonight. We'll see. We'll we see what feedback start we get. Calling things that are subpar just that's a bunch of cracker jacks. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, speaking of polls and everything, this will, this will be baseball tangential, but the poll that we put out in the Sensibly Loud page the other day of Legos versus Connects, the amount of people that didn't even know what Connects were was shocking to me. I mean, it's the hydrox of building materials for children, right? <laughs> it's it's the Digimon of Pokemon. Yeah, no, no 100%, but I still They're just fantastic. figured they would know more would know than I, I anticipated. There's an old John Mulaney bit, and he, um, I guess they're they're trying to. There was a news article, and they're trying to say like, what's a worse word, cracker or the N word? And John Mulaney's like, if you bleep one of the words, that's the worst word. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, if you don't know what connects are, yeah, okay, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Well, it's uh, we're headed towards the season pretty quickly. We're like less than a month away now. And spring training kind of been going on. It feels like the chatter around spring training has been really quiet. Other than all I've seen is videos of people just booing the hell out of the Astros. And it has been great to watch them bowl under pressure. I'll be honest. I agree. I think that the um, it's going to be a ton of Astros noise. I think that. The only other things I'm seeing, it's almost like Major League Baseball is deliberately trying to push out fun stuff to get people's mind off of it. For example, I had a suggested video on Facebook today, and it was at um, at a Top Golf. It was Mike Trout just drilling drive shots to see. If, so I feel like we all got that because y'all are nodding. So it's like, yeah, this was a suggested post for all of us, I'm sure, because MLB doesn't want us to talk about uh, hashtag Astros cheating scandal. Yeah. A lot of really weird stories coming out like that. Like they, they had a similar thing with Nelly Cruz at a Top Golf, just like crushing golf balls early in the postseason. I I don't know why it's felt so quiet though. Is it just us getting older? No, I don't know. It's that it's that, but it just you got to think that there's a lot of like media spread, kind of like almost like a damper on things a little bit, just to kind of. Yeah almost make things just fly under the radar right now. It's really bizarre. Like the <laughs> it's kind of funny that this comes up because I was actually thinking about this yesterday like I've seen like relatively little from the Red Sox training camp which is very rare. However, I I don't really care that much because I'm really fucking pissed at where we're at with all that. And so like it's kind of fine with me that it's out of my face, but I really have noticed it with like every other team. I haven't s- heard anything about anything really going on even like on twitter and stuff like that it's crazy and the other thing is ben you brought up that mike trout video there was when i opened up twitter last night there were four posts in a row that were variations of that video yeah like they were making sure that went out and it was cool don't get me wrong but like right not knocking i think cody bellinger was there too i think i might be wrong but it was like yeah is it just like a slow off season i mean there are games being played every day Right. But I, I would, like I personally turn like notifications and stuff off right now because I'm pissed off about it. And so like that's part of it for me, I know, but like it's felt very under the radar. I think I think a good word to describe the spring training would be muted. Yes. Everything is just muted. And with J Max issue with, you know, what's going on in the Red Sox camp, I mean, are their socks even red anymore? How do we know? In what fucking world are the Boston Red Sox in a position where they need to be using openers. The Boston Red Sox. That's absurd. 
opening pitchers? Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Like okay. openers. That's, what That's those a valid called. approach. It's a valid approach. It's a valid approach that they could spend the money to not have to take to have elite pitching. So that's the thing where, uh, f- for those who uh, spent a while since we've talked about it, Kansas City was trying it out last year, and I think the Blue Jays were as well, where the idea is you have someone run out for two innings to kind of get to see what the batters are like, and then you put your quote-unquote traditional starter in in the third inning. It's not a starting the pitcher. Rays, <laughs> the Rays did it like every other game right? as well. But there's just How'd that work for them? Actually, pretty well. They won 96 games. <laughs> Okay, so then, but, but my I'm just no, saying. but my point is, you got like you had an ace, and you ran him out of town and paid to get rid of him. Like I don't, you didn't really have to do that, and I, I just there's no reason that they should be spending the kind of money that they spend and not have elite pitching to where they don't have to do that. I get it's a valid approach, but I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll say that. A good Justin impression right now would be, you had an ace, you dropped a deuce. There you go. (laughs) There you go. I think, um, at least on the Rangers front, all the action was front-loaded on the offseason, and nothing's happened since then. All there is is, you know, some spring training games where things are going fine and a new stadium, you know, news, and that's kind of it. It's interesting that you, you bring that up because you know, headline, this is our 100th episode. We're going to dive into that here in a little bit. But if you go back and listen to any of our old episodes, specifically in the off season, season one and season two, we were talking a ton about how quiet it was. And I would argue that even if you take the Astros cheating scandal out of this off season completely, this has been a ridiculously busy off season, especially compared to the last two or three years. And so the fact that that's not just generating so much buzz just goes to show you how muted everything has become. That is a, a brilliant point and one I haven't even really thought of that much because it's that that's the best way to describe it is what you said is muted because it's been really quiet all the way around. And you got to wonder about that games. Major League Baseball media machine because they control everything. Justin, when you opened this part of the discussion and you said... Game started in less than a month. I literally put my my face in my hands because I still haven't bought a flight to come to opening day in Dallas. Oh, well, we'll get on that this week. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah I need <laughs> if, to do that. If we'll you start it. walking now, you'll probably be here in time. <laughs> it's not hot in the oh. south. Yeah, it's still cool out right now. You can bring it's a disgusting. lightweight jacket you're wearing right there. I would get murdered on my way there. Probably. Almost certainly. Well, you wouldn't be driving. I've heard about Road Rage Sam. <laughs> that's a real thing. That is a very real thing. But that's all right. Um, we'll get the plane ticket worked out, and we'll get you here. I'm, I'm excited for that. That's going to be awesome. I'm. I don't know the last time I've been to like a brand new, even like a sporting arena at all. It's been a while. Yeah, I went to the last Rangers season er, stadium, its first season, but not on opening day. I went in July, and I was six, so I didn't really know what the novelty was. It all was novelty. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, speaking of that, this is kind of a sidebar, but this will kind of blow your mind. So the old Rangers ballpark, uh, so that's Globe Life Park, which is right next to Globe Life Field. So, you know, that that's just confusing. I don't care what... I get it, but it's just confusing. Which one's the new one? Field. Field new. Got it. Field new. Yes. 
Globe Life Park has the XFL team here playing in it. And I was looking at tickets to go the other day just because like it was the Houston versus Dallas matchup. And they were like sixty bucks a ticket for like the highest level at that place. Ew. I was shocked by that though. I was also looking at tickets uh to go to Globe Life Field, the new one. Because that's where the Green Day Weezer tour is playing in oh July. <laughs> and I thought, what better way to break in a baseball stadium than by watching Weezer 20 years after they were cool? You have to go. It'll be indoors. The food will be good. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. I mean, and, and for what it's worth, nosebleed seats, 39 bucks. Oh, Oof. my God. Am I going to end up going to this with you for some reason? Maybe. My right. wife doesn't want to go. And right. she's like, Ben, I don't like any of those bands. <laughs> I was like, but it's, yeah. All right. We'll talk about it. We'll get to that, too. We've got all kinds of things. We're, we're now, now that baseball's here, we're getting excited. We're getting ready to do things, you know? And now I'm, that I'm baseball's stoked. here, we're talking about Green Day. <laughs> Just kidding. That'd oh, be a man. terrible podcast. That'd be awful. We're not doing that. Not under this umbrella, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm reasonably excited for baseball to start. I'm just, it sucks with my team kind of being in the shitter, you know that kind of thing. So it's kind of had my my interest not quite as as much as it would be. But we've, I'm getting there. we've known that for the last five years what that feels like. <laughs> I'm I'm aware, but I'm just saying like that's where I'm at with it personally. But I know you guys yeah. are are optimistic, and there's a it's lot all relative, right? It is. We've, Right there now, there's 162 team. wins on the table. That is right. I lo- I was looking back since we're at 100. We'll we'll mix in some some nice little you know historical bits. And I was looking back at some of the descriptions of like some of the old episodes or whatever. And one of them, it was in like episode 30 or something like that. And it said that you were talking about how there's 161 more games to be played in the season. And it just made me laugh because it was it was just optimistic Ben at his finest. I know. It's great. What can I say? Um, it's it's definitely on the table. Right now, 162 games. Not going to win them all. Probably not even going to win half, but go Rangers. For sure. We'll see. I mean, are we... So, okay, so I want to bring back to the Astros thing here for just a second. So, I was talking to Jimmy Midtown about this yesterday, and, like, I will specifically go to games to boo them. Mm-hmm. Like, wholeheartedly, because that's going to be really fun. I, I, I want was part of that action. I was price shopping metal trash cans last night at Home Depot. God, is that an allowable item at Astros I, place? I almost certainly not. No, I'm talking about when they come to town here. Oh well, we know where to find the lists of allowable right. items. Don't we, we sure do. We sure. Well, but you know do. what's interesting is when we did that podcast. I think it was episode 80 or something. And this is great. If y'all haven't heard it, go back and listen to it because we go through what all is and isn't allowed at different MLB stadiums. And like, who'd know that in Arizona you can't bring a suitcase unless it's an officially WWE branded suitcase. But I digress. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I'm sure when we were going through that, we didn't think we'd ever even have to look at what the rules are on receptacles. It's true. It's very true. And all the trash cans just in the whole complex, particularly in Houston, are just going to get beaten to hell. I mean, has anybody thought about that? <laughs> Their trash cans are in danger here. What about the poor sanitation workers who right. are gonna have to empty these busted trash cans? So I mean, saying. they pick it up off of the off, off the ground every game. I think they're going to be okay. Which at what point I'm, I'm 32 years old. At what point I'm starting to Never. feel remorse 
for throwing peanut shells on the ground. No. Like, do I need to reconsider that behavior? No, no. no. This is the, the, I mean, baseball games are the purge for littering, right? You just get it all out of your system <laughs> and then. <laughs> so if you're at the movie theater, Sam, like you, you don't leave anything in the seats, like you're cleaning and walking or do oh, yeah, you leave? Yeah. You like, betcha. Yeah. Okay, good. No, no, it's all coming with baseball games whatever it's all going on the ground all my nacho shit yeah i was gonna say sam sam's a big nacho on the ground guy (laughs) i specifically bring trash just to leave it in baseball stadiums i gotta get it out of my system because it's not okay yes yes so um anyway i mean what is that like that's gonna bust up the morale though right like that's gonna get to this team eventually like they're getting murdered in spring training already performance wise just all just the way socially. around like you can see like people just look dejected like i mean dude the like we haven't even talked about the fact that the public outcry is probably going to be far worse than any punishment that baseball could hand to them oh yeah i'm glad that we're that the public is holding them accountable as well and just being merciless i hope that it doesn't die down after like 30 games you know i don't want to be merciless in the postseason when they make it again inevitably Ah, dude, even one, even one pitcher came out today. He's now pitching for the Blue Jays, some relief pitcher, and he's like, "I'd give the ring back," and that's not going to happen. Major League Baseball's already thing, but like, if any current Astros say that because they're just tired of getting dogpiled on, yeah, it's not great. It's not a great situation. It's gonna, and then you've got Dusty Baker, who is just kind of asleep on the wheel over here, like. They were talking to him yesterday in spring training, and they asked him what he was doing on his off day, and he's spent like 10 minutes rambling about going fishing. Oh, my God. It's like, this guy's (laughs) managing a baseball team. He's going to be asked about how Verlander pitches and then just like wander off into talking about raspberry preserves on his (laughs) team. Which will be very amusing. (laughs) But you want to get some real good spinner bait, and then you want to troll it with a (laughs) two-horsepower motor. You better believe I will be following all those press conferences and stuff throughout the year to make sure. But I, well, I'm telling you, I will specifically buy tickets in, you know, July, August, whenever, and go and boo them specifically when they come here to town. Yeah. Absolutely, Plus it's air conditioned. Exactly, it's nice out. I can, you know, enjoy my nachos, shove them under the seat, and then, you know, boo the Astros. So I left a half a chili dog in my buddy's car as a prank underneath his passenger <laughs> oh, seat no, once. You didn't. I was like 16, and I thought it was really funny. So you did. <laughs> and then like t- two weeks later, he's super pissed. You know, who left a chili dog under my seat? He's just like, come on, dude. It's an O2 Ford Focus. Like, chill out. No one cares. Until. No, like chili. Until um, they opened a Taco Bell here in town when I was like 18 or 19. And, of course, I had to go because I'm an addict and I have a problem. But uh, my twin brother, good old Duster Dan, leaves a crunchy taco underneath my passenger seat in October. And I didn't find it until April, the first hot day of the year. And it was the worst thing I have ever smelled in my entire life. Boy, what a roller coaster that story was. Yeah. We called it Death Taco. To quote Vincent Vega, you do not fuck with another man's automobile. There you go. It's good. I like that. If you leave a taco a good, in my car, we're going to have I was like 16. Like, give me a, a soft pass there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. That was literally half of my lifetime ago. <laughs> oh, and the really weird thing, just for what it's worth, while we're on death taco, is 
in December, I turned on my heater. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This isn't the funny part. <laughs> so <laughs> one second away from going off to like the other side of the universe with this, and I love it. <laughs> the other thing, oh my god! So anyway, he uh, I turned on the heater in my car, and for whatever reason, the two month moldy taco made my car smell like hot chocolate. I don't know what it was. That's the tumor in your old factories. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying laughing. That was such, such a wild ride. Oh Go baseball. man, yes, ready for baseball season. That's for sure. We got baseball get, is coming back. We got to get Ben baseball's mind on baseball and not on the moldy <laughs> taco. Um, all right. So what? What else is there? Are there any other thoughts around the the Astros cheating scandal that you guys have? They totally deserve all of the ridicule that they're getting. I feel yeah. no shame or uh, any amount of regret for how bad that they are getting mercilessly taunt. Like, keep it going. Keep it up. I'm talking August 15th. I need them still going hard at them. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going specifically. I have no vested interest other than to boo their asses. Good. What's... We need to, in our predictions episode, I suggest that we have a prediction on number of hit by pitch. Yes. For the Astros. Yeah. I was going to come up with some of those, like the amount, of, I want to do like the amount of home runs will happen, like a, a lot of stuff like that. So I'll, I'll kind of break down some of those categories for our prediction episode. Number of Love fans it. kicked out of the ballpark for <laughs> bringing in trash cans or bashing trash cans. Yeah. I'm telling you, the trash cans, that's what we should feel bad for here. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Is there anything else that you guys have, you know, picked up or has made you kind of look forward to spring? Like I said, it, uh, like we were saying, it's been pretty quiet. But is there anything that, that kind of has you guys ready or what? Uh, I've been scouring the Internet for, like, things to get really excited about. And um, probably no surprise to Ben Baseball that I'm really excited for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Kind of like they're all of their fathers were really good, and then all three of these kids are supposed to be really good. That could be quite a bit of fun to watch. And there's a strong chance that I go to Toronto in June for a work conference. And guess who's playing the Blue Jays while I'm there? The Texas Rangers. Awesome. So, that would be, uh, I'm really excited about that. that. Not in spring, but uh, the Blue Jays are an exciting young crew and uh, might go see them. That's awesome. I, that's one that I've actually wanted to to check off the list. And that's just not, you know, never a place I've made it to in, in during baseball season. So um, you might check my math, but I'm pretty sure that's the only one out of the country. Maybe. Could yeah, be. Could be. We We don't know. And there's then there's that whole like Tampa Bay playing half their games in Montreal thing. No, I'm just kidding. How could anyone know? Not really a thing. Exactly. How could they? Um, uh, no, I think you're right. Uh, also, I got excited because for a minute I thought you said that Boba Fett plays for the Blue Jays. <laughs> Boba shit. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, I might have mumbled that one. Sorry. Yeah, oh. and his dad was the great Django Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Um, so the uh, only other baseball note that we had before we get into some of the old clips and stuff like that is the rule changes for the coming season. Yeah. So, Ben, do you want to kind of break down what they are? 
Yeah, so the one that's getting a lot of talk is the one about the uh, relief pitchers and the batter minimum. So um, essentially, if you remember, whenever people were effectively streaming pitchers, like it's not exactly it, but this is this is exactly where it is. So the new MLB three batter minimum rule, rule will require pitchers to face at least three hitters or pitch to the end of a half inning before a pitching change could be made. So if I roll out a lefty because I think they got a real good line on the hitter, I better be thinking about who are the next two people in the rotation. Yeah, but I think analytics have shown that that doesn't even really matter that much anymore. So I agree with where the data's at, but I think it's a mental thing with what it does to the managers when they're in the middle of the game because they've grown up their whole lives not caring about oh, the data doesn't show that if I'm looking at this specific metric, like they're they're used to the, um, you know, baseball deity knowledge of this is the types of matchups that you want. And so I think that it's going to be really difficult for some of them to sort of uncondition themselves. I agree. I uh, am a huge fan of this for two reasons. One of which... Um, and this has got to be the main driver from the commissioner's office, pace of play. The In important games or games that one team really wants to win, the seventh through ninth inning can take like two hours. Um, and it's just because of pitching changes. It's incredibly long. If you're playing uh, matchups and you've got a rested bullpen, you're going to blow all 13 guys. And that's just, it's exhausting. It's not fun to watch. I, I don't care for it at all. And the other thing that I really like about this is exactly what Ben was talking about, the like inability of people to, <laughs> to adjust or adapt to change. I think a, a good old-fashioned shakeup is just maybe what baseball needs. And if you combine that with the pace of play component, this is going to make for some really fun late-inning baseball games. Talk, we should watch the number of comeback games uh, in comparison to other years because I would foresee quite a, quite a bit more teams making comebacks with these pitchers who probably suck and shouldn't be thrown against three guys. So I understand that logic, but I'll push back on that and say that there's very few dusty bakers still in this game as managers. There are a lot of young guys like Gabe Kapler and, you know, Rocco Baldelli and, you know, your Alex Cora's of the world, even though he's not managing right now, you know what I'm talking about? The young guys. Why isn't like, he managing? What happened? Oh, yeah, because he cheated on? in Houston. Um, <laughs> He also cheated in a place called Boston. That's not proven. Yes, it is. Shut no, up. it's not. It has not been proven. Okay. Okay. That has not been proven. Anyway. We'll talk later. So, J-Max Find still me the report for, and send it to me, and then we'll J-Max talk about J-Max looking for Jimmy Hoffa's body. No. It's not proven. I think he's fine. It's, it doesn't matter. It's Prove not. to me that global warming's real, J-Max. <laughs> Prove it. it. The science is it's inconclusive. Enough. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough global warming talk. My point is, though, <laughs> that long. God Almighty! <laughs> why do you have to go 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 here? Why why do we have to do this? Why, well, why because do we, we want to talk about a baseball manager that got fired and a team cheating on a baseball podcast? Fair. I, and you just tried to say Alex Cora under your breath. <laughs> we were. My point is, the game doesn't have many Dusty Bakers who aren't willing to adapt. People that have grown up in this and our kind of era understand the value of technology and what it adds to this game. And I 
like I said, I push back on that. I think that a lot of teams will adapt to this. I don't think this is going to be nearly as big of a deal as people think it is. So not to dogpile, I think no one downplays that Alex Core is an advocate for technology. Yeah, it's fair. I'm just saying. Well, and again, I've said it a million times. If you think your team isn't doing some form of this, you're out of your fucking mind. No, I get it. So I I'm, know. I'm just saying, though, they understand the value of data. Whether that's good or bad, that's, you know, that's up for debate. But I'm just saying yeah. that I don't think that's necessarily a reason. I, I just don't think that so, I agree with the pace of play thing. Like, that makes a ton of sense. But I just don't think that it makes sense to, like, sit there and, and go, like, stream between relievers, burn your whole bullpen, kind of like what Sam was saying. It just doesn't make sense to do that anymore. That's fair. I mean, yeah, maybe I won't lean on the managers not knowing how to use analytics and more on the relievers being conditioned to be these pitchers that are supposed to be matchup guys when now they can't be. How about that? That's fair. That's much more balanced. Yes. This is the career coaching advice from the great Sambino. <laughs> Suck less, do better. There you go. Do more, really. I don't need them to do better. I need them to do more. <laughs> do more. <laughs> I don't know. If you do something poorly, do you really want more of it? Like, for example, if my Roomba goes through dog shit, that's not a good day. But if it keeps doing it, I'm going to say it should have stopped. I I won't talk about your Roomba. I will say that quality has a quantity. Quantity has a quality all its own. Oh, okay. I, I've heard that in the Dan Carlin podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a Stal, that's a Stalin quote for all you history buffs out there. Wow, episode 100, we're still quoting things like Stalin. Awesome. Who would have Yeah, seen he that was ever? trying to eliminate pace of play. Yeah, ever apparently. Is there any other, like... Uh, Stalin, because he's stalling. <laughs> Are there any other uh, rule changes that kind of come into play here that we haven't discussed? Yeah, some other ones uh, that they talked about, just some some different roster movements. So you get an extra person throughout the season, 25 up to 26. You can get a maximum of 13 pitchers. Um, there's also some extra stuff. And then the another big one is a designation of a two-way player, which is um, really what's going to help out, especially, you know, we've talked about him a lot on this pod, uh, Shohei Otani of the Angels, who, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he transitioning to being more of a one way player after his arm fell off yeah but then joe madden showed up and said we're doing this thing so whatever he's good at both Uh, he is but his arm might fall off that's the problem yeah not because of mike Sosha this time it's a good point we'll still blame him though because he started this madness isn't joe madden just a much smaller more intelligent mike Sosha? absolutely and we will see what the angels do to him I'm writing um, that down so I can put it on an infographic and like put it <laughs> online. Uh, they should have named this the Shohei Otani rule, although there's a guy on the Pirates, I think, who like plays outfield and pitches. Um, he's the only other two-way player right now. But I, I like that they're officially recognizing that, even though it's not like super pervasive. It, yeah, it doesn't come up a lot, but it encourages it more. And I think the the future i mean by the next cba we're gonna we're not gonna have pitchers batting anymore right we're like we're gonna have the designated hitter across both leagues i think that's almost it's gotta be almost I would done love to see odds on that i would be 
yeah, I, I'll I'll look into that a little bit and see if there's anything out there for that. What do the players think of that? Are they split as well, or are they all like just do it already? I mean, if you're a pitcher, wouldn't you want the, you know, the rest and just to concentrate on pitching? Some and then love hitting. Some do. I don't think most do though. Yeah, probably true. Darvish I, you know, liked it I, when I he was they, jacking dingers. It's true. They relish the opportunity to just because it's different and fun and they probably miss it from their high school days, but yeah. I don't think they want to do it on a regular basis. They relish the opportunity to hit some extra mustard. Boom. Yeah. Put a little heat on it. Mm. So we'll give you guys a pour bell. some, pour some sugar on me. <laughs> Please. No, God damn it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk 100 episodes. So, Ben Baseball, I'll let you start this off a little bit. I guess, have we, like, how, how much have we really talked about, like, how the whole idea started in the first place? We've mentioned it. Um, there are, especially earlier in our podcast career, we're very self congratulatory. So, I think if people go back and listen to it, we talk about it quite a bit. But, long story longer. We basically, uh, J-Mac and I have been friends for a number of years now, and uh, we would just go on walks and talk about baseball and anything else under the sun like every single day. So we got to thinking and we we're like, hey, let's start a podcast. And we had kind of like kicked the can on that every once in a while. Um, but uh, I don't know what the impetus was. We eventually just decided, hey, let's actually try this and see what works and I think we each just borrowed some microphones and grabbed GarageBand and <laughs> said, let's try this. And uh, it was an absolute uh, initial exercise in futility until we figured out what the hell we were doing. It was ugly at the beginning. So we we tried to uh, the first 10 episodes are not available for streaming. I think the first one that's available for streaming is episode 11. Um Maybe whenever we had Jimmy Midtown on for the first time. And no, this is in the pre-Sam days. Sam first joined up around episode 16, and then he was uh, promoted to full-time host in episode 24 or something like that. Yeah. I say promoted. We're not paying him, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's more of a revenue split kind of situation. No. Um, <laughs> Bush League, as one might say. There We're you pushing go. pushing Bush League this year. <laughs> My bonus check was Cracker Jacks. <laughs> So, yeah, I think, and it was funny because, like, Ben, you pushed me on it pretty good. And, like, I, you know, we had talked about it, and you and I had both been in bands and crap like that. Like, it's not like we hadn't done production-type stuff before, and we understood at least the general basics. But, man, like, I spent hours trying to figure out so much of this crap to make sure that it worked properly and that we could do, like, a remote host and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, make it as easy as possible. And, like... Every to jump in, this this is absolutely worth worth stating. Every episode is produced by J Mac, and there is a reason he's majority stakeholder in Sensibly <laughs> yeah. Loud Media, and it's because when it comes to going in and and getting you know getting down and dirty in the weeds and like researching exactly what we need to do to pull this and to do that, like I mean, I, I just throw my hands up and walk away. So like, absolutely, yeah, and it's just. Seconded. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and that's that's the reason like I look at this and like whenever I like listen back, which I, I rarely do, like I, I feel like I typically have a pretty good grasp of what we talk about and I don't typically have to review it. But it makes when I do go back and just kind of skip around a little bit and listen to different things, it 
it makes it a lot more enjoyable because it's just not something I've heard a whole lot of necessarily sometimes. And you forget what you talk about. Like, there's so many times where it's like, oh, shit. Like, do you guys remember at the very beginning of the show, we used to talk about cereal all the time? Mm-hmm. And there was a whole big debate on on types of favorite types of cereal and all that. And I, I want to say, Sam, the first episode that you and I did, we talked a good amount about about the the sugary cereals and how you're you're not a fan of the sugary cereals. Is that correct? Oh, so all of them? That sounds right. And, and yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so case in point, there you go. Like, I'm pretty sure that was like the like the very first episode that we we did together. We talked about cereal, and I also want to remind you guys of the question that we had whenever we had Josh and Kyle on. And I know we asked this to Sam as well. Ben, do you remember what the most wild question that we used to ask people was all the time when we very first started? Uh, we would ask them, would you rather, it was a would you rather, and it was would you rather, God, I don't remember. So uh, headline, Josh and Kyle are the boys from the basketball podcast. Do you have the audio, J-Mac? Do you have that pulled up? So I don't have that, but what the, the, question the question was, would you rather eat oatmeal with Holland Oats or Kamar- commit arson with Arsenio Hall? Yeah. It's that a was a classic. question. <laughs> it was an absolute classic. Just a hell of a lot of alliteration. <laughs> so much going on to that question. So uh, Justin's actually went in and pulled some old audio. Like I said, we don't tend to, to do from it. I'm going to draw Sam in here in a minute. But Justin, can you get the stuff from this? This should be from our very first episode, right? Were you able to pull that? So I don't have the intro because it's actually on the video that we did the first time unknowingly that you and I had to split off. And you have that. Oh, so here's okay, a great me. look of how it goes on the, on the inside because it's a little disorganized at the very beginning. But we got to so work wh- out. Wh- what old vintage stuff were you able to were you able to pull? All right. So one of my favorite things that you've ever had been was there was a rant about Josh Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. So I I also selected this. So this was the first episode that Sam, Justin, and I did together. So while Justin's queuing it up, Sam, how how did you exactly fall into this? If you could if you could share share with the folks at home. How did I fall into the podcast itself? Yes. I believe Justin's gonna have to keep me honest here because it's been so many episodes and a lot has happened since then. But I think Ben maybe uh, took like a couple weeks off or maybe he had to take like a sabbatical and go find the interns doing something or other for six to eight weeks. And Justin was like, hey, I know you like baseball. Would you like to come on the podcast? And I was like, I would relish the opportunity. I need a new project. I live in a one bedroom apartment with my wife and my dog and I have nothing else to do. Literally nothing else to do. Um, So I jumped on. And I had a lot of fun uh, talking baseball with Justin. I think Ben was like in and out here and there. And then uh, you guys were like, would you like to be a part of this uh, more regularly? And I, of course, jumped at the opportunity. Um, And now the piece of shit corner is a thing. It's the best thing that we ever came up with or that you came up with, I should say. I don't know the genesis of that. There's probably a story there. Yeah. So you and I were talking about Ronald Guzman. Oh, yeah. And you called him a piece of shit. And then they kind of <laughs> went from there. And now every week for every the rest week. of my life, I isolate someone. 
to make fun of. Yeah. So it was it was good. Um, it, it really but, manifested into something great with incredible, ridiculous intro music, which is kind of a theme on this show for whatever reason. We'll have Jimmy Midtown on next week and play his because it's the best thing. All right, so let's let's see what the cut is. So this would have been Sam, Justin, and Ben's yep. first episode first with episode. all three of us together. All right. Josh Hamilton, if he milks an addiction and rehab story for millions of dollars in a book deal. True. Did he ever put that book out? I don't know. I So there are very few Rangers that I dislike more than Hamilton. And even when he was like hot shit and everyone was loving that guy and he was on all the billboards, like, no, he, no, I, I would have I would have turned down an autograph. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know you were that that uh, anti Hamilton. I am so anti Hamilton. Hmm. Good to know. I'm in I'm in the except, same boat. Fuck except the musical. I will be all about <laughs> the musical Hamilton when it tours and comes to Texas. Oh shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's about what it was like. It's pretty it's good. Bush League audio. It was bad. It was very bad. It had a nice little ring behind it and everything that I spent God knows how long trying to figure out. Justin spent the better part of age 30 <laughs> figuring out how to remove that ring. No, so A, I still feel exactly the same way. B, I try not to swear on this show. That may have been one of the first times that like I straight out cussed. And of course, we cut it. So Yeah, you let was it Was it lose. pretty righteous? Was it pretty righteous, Ben, being right about the guy for so long? I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say I told you so, but I think it all the goddamn time. Yeah. You, I'll allow it. I mean, you were right. Yeah, you want to talk about a piece of shit. That's him, Thank for you. sure. So that was like one of the early rants. And I wish I would have actually pulled more rants specifically. But I did pull some... I'm going to go in kind of a different direction here. But I pulled... A good one of Sam that made me laugh really hard whenever I heard it. And I was I didn't even really intend going to look for this one, but I just happened to stumble across it. And we were talking about... It was one of our early episodes when we were all together. And we were talking about how we were really excited for baseball season and, you know, warmer weather. And we were, you know, just kind of generally being ready for the season. And this piece of gold just jumped out of thin air for, for me. So I... I I'm going to play this one for you. Are you for some cool weather? I hear you, man. Oh. I don't like it when my balls stick to my legs. Let's put it that way. I feel you. I feel you. I hate it when that happens to you too, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why were you talking about what? your balls sticking to your leg? <laughs> what? Because it was hot in Atlanta. Yeah. No, I get it. Oh, it's hot in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So here's here's like we each tried to go and find three specific cuts that we love. I'm in the headline and say I had no idea where to begin because every episode I go back to there's some of and I was like, why the hell are we talking about this? And there's some of it like, oh, my God, I can never forget that we're making jokes like this, like hilarious stuff. Correct. So the one running theme that happened throughout our first full year together. So this was 2018 during the, the Red Sox run and all that shit during the World Series. That was when so much Alex fun. Alex Cora was their manager? Yes. That was so much fun just because we all got to watch that stuff together, and that was kind of a huge, like, getting to know each other kind of thing and kind of just, you know, uh, BS and offline and, and whatnot and, and, and just watching the games together. And 
and really kind of getting to know each other. And there was this situation where you were in where you were digging holes in your backyard. (laughs) And we just, we got tired of hearing about you digging holes because it was happening all the time. So I spent the better part of last summer, basically. This is not a drop. I spent the better part of last summer, uh, no, two summers ago, basically digging holes because I, uh, we, my wife and I, we converted a garage into an apartment. We had to tie into septic and do like a boatload of outdoor plumbing. It was a whole thing, but I totally get that. Uh, what'd you, what'd you end up finding? All right. So this is a little bit of a longer one, but it's, it's audio gold front to back from everybody involved. And particularly, I want you guys to note Brandon's contribution to this at the end of it. Brandon is one of our hosts on <laughs> sensibly loud radio. If you right. haven't checked it out, please go ahead and do it. Yeah septic system uh, from the sink and so we may have to troubleshoot and dig another hole see you're full of shit you're hiding yeah. shit well, in your no, backyard is full of shit. <laughs> yeah some dude problem. he's digging holes and he's pooping in them that's what he's doing <laughs> it's this magical send-off man this is it's a signature trademark i just picture you out there you have the shed is cover you go into the shed like an outhouse it's not a real shed there's a false bottom and that's where you dig the other holes that's it's what like I'm... the Viet Cong tunnel system <laughs> But for poop. <laughs> the butt for poop gets me every time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. It's pretty solid. Oh. Um, full disclosure and headline, I had not ever met Sam until we started this. My very first conversation with Sam was recorded in the, our first podcast together. There you go. Not a lot of people can say that about their friendship. No. First conversation <laughs> recorded and on the internet. Correct. <laughs> All right. So that brings us into this one. Sam brought, uh, I forget which one of you brought this to me. No, I actually found this one. Never mind. Um, I wasn't, in, I was looking for something that you guys sent me when I found this one. And it really, it doesn't need a whole lot of context. Other than this was probably around episode 70 or so, right in that area. And like that's what it, this took place. But Ben, you actually set the context really well. So I'm just going to go ahead and play it. Cool. Oh, my God. Sam, I haven't been on since you issued this. Um, what did I you, say? Weeks ago. God only knows. You had my favorite insult I've ever heard. And you were talking about, I don't remember who. It may have been Machado, but you said... Man, that guy, he has the face the size of an orange, but a head the size of a pumpkin. You were talking about about, uh, Brett Gardner. And then he followed it up with, God, just the spacing's all wrong. (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. I still love, I had forgotten about that insult just in time for me to remember to use it again. Oh man, I was that is dying. funny. I was do dying st- when I heard that. Do you stand by that insult, Sam? I do. I really do. <laughs> you having a hard oh. time over there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, that's just funny. So you have the way you face, recount it is just perfect. The face the size of an orange, a head the size of a grapefruit, two beats. God, the spacing's all wrong. <laughs> all right, so there was an epic moment. This was actually very recently during our awards show for season two. And 
we had we are going over all the of our results for the season and you know what our predictions were and what they ended up being and and kind of going from there. We had Jimmy on and everything, and we were just kind of going through everything. And Ben, you had a shocking discovery during the award show. That sounds about right, and I have no memory of what this might be. All right. Yeah. I didn't realize that we had built out this to where it was smart enough to calculate total wins and wins left to assign. You're welcome. I ben. didn't I didn't assign 294 wins in the American League because <laughs> I left so much of it blank. And I gave an extra 12 wins in the National League that I that I over <laughs> over over a hundred wins. I love that. No. No, hold on. But I left four teams blank. So, like, yeah. But, but still, I think they made such little of an impact that you just assigned those extra wins to other good teams. I like the, I like the, yeah. where your head's at. Maybe right. you, were you predicting some sort of airstrike? <laughs> yes. <laughs> These teams are canceled. <laughs> yes. Just get them out of there. And basically, <laughs> oh man, so much about that. If if Jimmy yelling these teams are canceled is in our new drop, like to put at the end of his theme song. Yes, well, I'll actually work that in there. That's a good idea. Or like in mid July when we're ready to cancel the Royals again. Yeah, there you I, go. I uh, for as much work in the financial world that I do, you'd think I'd have a better grasp on spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just I love that you gave twelve more wins. In the NL. That was my favorite part. Hey, you know what? Just chalk it up to interleague play. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, So that actually reminds me of one of the clips that I sent you. And if you can pull it, this is the one where we're doing the American League. or We're we're doing a World Series watch party. So it's the three of us and Brandon. And um, I make another sort of um, admission, not unlike I didn't know how the spreadsheet works. Were you able to? To snag that one. Okay, so unfortunately, that was the one that you gave me that didn't have the time on it. But I'll set the context a little bit, though. So we're watching the game. It was me, Sam, and Brandon. And then you came in. So this was right when you came in with the jalapeno poppers, right? Yes, it was right around there. So Ben comes in with his jalapeno poppers, which was a topic of conversation throughout the entire hour and 52-minute episode that thing was. And Okay. And then basically there's this play on the game and we're trying to figure out like because Sam was watching it live. We're watching it streamed. So there was a bit of a delay and Justin was um, getting something in another room when I came in and was like, yeah, I haven't turned on my TV yet. Well, I end up saying, oh, do I need to turn on my TV for this? And Justin loses it because he's like, we're doing a World Series watch party and you're not watching the game. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? That's basically the gist of it. And I go back to explain why. Oh, it's because I was watching This Is Us with my wife. Like, yeah, back off, homie. I still didn't find acceptable, but I'll deal with it. Yeah, (laughs) that's my problem, not yours. It was good stuff. I wish I could have found the audio for it. But I mean, within 100 episodes, there's a lot of bullshit that we've talked about. It's really hard to pinpoint some some of it. It's mostly bullshit. In fact, I honestly just picked two random episodes to find the two drops that I wanted. And they like just appeared by like skipping through the tracks. Right. It it, it really is that brilliant. And that brings us to your uh, or one of actually this is one of Ben's favorites. So this was a a good Jimmy clip involved here. So I'm just going to play this one. 
uh, I have a tendency to put too many eggs in the Mets basket. Yeah. Just in all aspects of life, I guess. <laughs> <That's rough. laughs> More like a bunch of lemons in the basket. Hey, <laughs> I'm making up for Ben not being. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll pull the crickets out. We're not was that uh, Sam? Was that you that sent me that, or was that you, Ben? I sent that one. I actually didn't make it far enough to hear the lemons part. I was just clipping the. That's the encapsulation of Jimmy's baseball life. Yes, he just like in fantasy, he picks up like eight Mets every season, and it just and when the Mets are up, he's up, and when the Mets are down, he's down. He just is a Met. Yeah. Like that 2017 year when they ran against the Royals, he was unbeatable in our league. And it's yeah. just it's just how it went. And so that is the uh, a nice summation of how it is to be in the world of Jimmy. Um, yeah, I love that guy. I know, right? So whenever we started the show, we didn't have any sponsors. <laughs> and... We were we decided that we were going to make up fake ad reads, which were I would argue some of my favorite things we've done on this show. I mean, Ben, you talk more about it because that was more your creation than anything else. Um, yeah, I just love the notion of things being sponsored, but the products not being real and the celebrity endorsements not at all being real. And then it kind of morphed into where you have to set them up in a, are you tired of X? Do you wish Y? So like they all followed a similar format, which then made them great. And then we eventually added in like a bogus location, like 10 locations off of I-35E, you know, and just like the weirdest crap that we could do. 100%. So you started that trend. I added, or Sam started adding to it. I started writing them. Sam would give me like the... Like the player and like some thing. And I'd be like, all right, cool. And I'd run with it and figure out the rest of it. And so that's kind of how we did these. And so I want to start off with, do we want to go the, the best one ever? Or do we want to go with the worst one ever? Let's, let's lead up to them. I think, though, it's important to know, I would always try to do mine live. And then the extra challenge of not laughing as y'all are laughing. Because Correct. that, to me, is the more amusing part is is then not trying to laugh and so oftentimes you'll hear me telling y'all to shut up because you're distracting me which then makes me laugh even harder correct so I'm, okay i'm glad you went that direction with it so we're going to go with the best one of all time and, and this kind of shows how that goes all right here we go tried to keep it a little topical with today's ad read Tired of getting left out of the Korean War? Become a Marine aviator. Stop laughing. When you lose it, I can't handle this. <laughs> you can start over. I'm sorry. Right. I wasn't expecting that. All right. Let me collect myself. My favorite part is the fact that you've always said that you're trying to keep it topical. And then the first thing you said was, are you tired of being left out of the Korean War? Do you know why I said that, though? No. That was the day that allegedly there was going to be peace between North and South Korea. Oh, okay. Like, it gotcha. was topical. Gotcha. But then again, it works extra well if it's like, let's do topical. Let's talk about the Roaring Twenties. Right. Know, like, and then... as, a, as a non sequitur of sorts. Correct. <laughs> that's why I never knew if that's what you meant or not. Because, like, so I'd forgotten that happened. But I'm saying I. that's why I was always under the notion of you were just being random as hell. The way that you presented that <clears throat> was just so perfect. You're like, tired of missing out on the Korean War? <laughs> can we 
Can we hear it one more time? <laughs> this is so good. Here we go. Tried to keep it a little topical with today's ad read. Tired of getting left out of the Korean War? Become a Marine aviator. <laughs> Stop laughing. When you lose it, I can't handle this. <laughs> You start uh, over. I'm sorry. Cool. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me collect myself. See, and whenever I did them, I had to record them because I couldn't do them live. There's there's just no way. If I saw Sam falling out of his chair, it'd be over every time. And so I don't blame you for... for I love the challenge that you put yourself through. I just... Me, I couldn't do it. So That's fair. I, oh, go ahead. I look forward to those ad reads every episode. And now that we have real sponsors, they're gone. But that was my favorite part. I was like, oh, my God, what has Ben or Justin going to come up with? This is just going to be so, so funny. So many of those were gold. I love them. I think that we could probably bring them back in some way, shape, or form. We'll talk about it offline here later on. We'll figure something out because they were fun to do. And they definitely, it was one of those things you'd be sitting there kind of writing it in your head or whatever and be like, okay, this is going to kill. Like, this is either going to be really terrible or really, really good. Not sure which. Um, I think they're all both. For sure. So that leads me into this one. So there's one that we did for Madison Bumgarner that materially was really funny, but my presentation of this ad might have been the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. It makes me upset. When I, I almost want to go back and re-record this ad to make it sound like it should because, like, I did a terrible job here, but the content was gold. So let me let me know what you guys think. Today's sponsor is Mad Bum's Dirt Bike Repair in Singles Bar. Need your dirt bike fixed? Mad Bum is your guy. Need to find the love of your life? Mad Bum has you covered. Find the man or woman of your dreams and ride off into the sunset on your dirt bike today. They make repair and dating so simple that even the most novice dirt biker or dater can accomplish their dreams. Located in the heart of San Francisco, right off the Embarcadero, you will love the convenience of Mad Bum's Dirt Bike Repair and Singles Bar. Back to you, Sam. I mean, I don't know. just I terrible, like terrible flat delivery. That needed some, you know, some energy. That sounded like no, it was 2 o'clock in the morning when I recorded I, that. I think you recorded it in your closet, and that's respectable. No, it was in that... Pop, pop on over to the Embarcadero and uh, hit the Mad Bums place. <laughs> I don't this know. Is, it sounded right, terrible. So this is the NPR of ads, is what you're doing. Where it's, Essentially, you're really yes. up on the mic. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so I've got just a couple, like, just, I think, two more here. Um, there was one that caught me and this was just a Sam and I episode and we got to talking about Christian Yellett. And so I'm just going to kind of go in and I know exactly it. which one. This <laughs> yeah. is. You can't just lean on Yellick to get it done. Yeah. He's been tearing it up though. He has. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but he definitely looks like Pete Davidson. He definitely looks like Pete Davidson. Yeah, it really freaks me out. He doesn't have the butthole eyes like Pete Davidson does. <laughs> But <laughs> could we explain what butthole eyes are? You don't know what butthole eyes are? <laughs> you should do a quick Google that. search of that. <laughs> it's essentially oh, yeah. looking like your your eyes are dark underneath them, and so it's oh. like like a butthole. Oh, it sounds like something that would give me pink eye. <laughs> exactly. I think that is pink eye, though. Why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> I was watching a pete davidson thing a few weeks back and like he calls out that people say that about him 
and I was like, uh, should we feel bad? Because I kind of feel bad. Yeah, because we put it out there for sure. Not to take credit for it, but just in general, we put it out there, clearly. Um, all right, the very last one. I'm not 100% sure that either of you have heard this. And this is a clip that comes from our trip to Colorado. And whenever we were staying in the house, there was a guest book. And Mountain Carl and Ben decided to try to read some of the entries in the guest book. And with this comes probably my favorite piece of Ben content I've ever heard. And it's it, this is not even really close because of the way it all goes down. And I just remember on the I was editing everything on the plane home. And Ben, you were next to me, so you can actually kind of attest to this. I was like crying laughing listening to all this audio and editing everything on the plane. And so this is Ben and Mountain Carl reading a little bit through the guest book. And Sam and I were just off camera. So just keep that in mind. And you guys were sitting on this little like... What was that like a velvety purple couch? I'd say it was a velvet love seat. Yeah, something like that. It's it's a wild video. We've got it. We're gonna we're gonna get it out here pretty soon as the season starts. But this whole thing is just audio gold. Sam, stop it. Hey there, Jelly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one of the most amazing times in my entire life helping you create this beautiful, safe haven. I love you so, so, so much, Caroline. You mean so much to me. <laughs> Did you want to know a baseball fact? What, yeah. <laughs> Did you know? Did you know that the Boston Red Sox, every game that they're playing at home, they sing sweet Caroline. I did not know that, Ben. Yeah. Do you know that song? I, I do know that song. Would you like to sing it for the fine folks at home? I would not. Just Why not? respectfully. Okay. Okay. I would like to finish this remarkable entry. Okay. That seems kind of ridiculous. All right. While you're finding an entry, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you let off. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Hands, touching hands. What, what do I do? Reaching out. What do I do to this? Do I actually read this? Touching while you're doing? me. I, don't, I understand. Touch. Okay. okay. I'm, no, that's that's that. I understand what you're doing, but I'm also very upset about it. <laughs> you were having no. You were not taking no for an answer in that case. I'm still kind of mad he didn't he didn't start singing. <laughs> but you know what? Later in that episode, I swear <laughs> he's humming that in the background. It got <laughs> stuck in his head. <laughs> it definitely did. That's definitely a thing that happened. I like how Ben is just like not happy with what Carl's doing, and he goes, "You want to know a baseball fact?" He senses that Carl's in trouble, and then bails him out. But it's it really takes it off the rails to not what they were trying to do at all. I was oh, trying boy. to throw the guy a life jacket. Like, that's what I do. I'm a helper. That was so good. Oh, man. Some of that stuff from Colorado is is just my favorite content we've done overall. So, you know, it's been a fun 100 episodes, boys. I'm looking forward to 100 more and, you know, and beyond and everything. And we'll, we'll continue to do a lot of fun stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
same here. I'll see you guys in a couple weeks for opening day. It's going to be fantastic. We'll get some strong content out then. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot wait for baseball to get started um, and and reach out to the, the audience every week. Definitely. Uh, one last thing I want to say is just thank you. Everybody that listens to this show, thank you. It is incredibly encouraging for us to be able to start something like this from nothing and actually have people listen to it. It makes a difference in our lives and it makes it something that is fun to do every week and something that we enjoy very much so. And so we, we love getting to share these things with you guys. And I mean, the things that mean the most to me are when people come up to me and start talking about conversations that we've had on this show without me even prompting it or anything like that. It, it just it means a ton to me and every th- and every everybody on this show and we just thank the listener for for everybody for and everybody for their support couldn't have said it better myself absolutely seconded well if you like what you're hearing make sure to check us out at sensiblyloud.com plus don't forget however you get this podcast rate review subscribe it definitely helps us out plus we are all over your social media that's right we're on facebook we're on youtube we're on the good old twitter and you may even see us palling around at ballparks this summer and if you see us we'd love to say hi unless we're eating hot dogs in that case let us eat our hot dogs in peace couldn't have said that better myself. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 100 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Keep it at 100.